I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I had a, a brush with the law I thought would be an interesting story. <laughs> I haven't told y'all this story. Well, I need to get my earphones on. Uh, so, Murray, who you, got... Jace, you've had a lot of brushes with the law now that I think about trouble it. Trouble just seems to find you, me. Do you think they're doing facial profiling? Or I'll tell it? you what happened, and y'all... I mean, it does have a happy ending, but... You know, Murray got me into metal detecting. You're, you're friends with Murray. He was one of the original architects of the. I, con- I converted him. Flapping. Yep. Uh, the mojo. Mojo. Well, you know, the backstory on that I shared Jesus with his daughter, which led. She's like, well, my mom is a spiritual woman. So she set up a study. So I studied with her mom, and that's the one. She understood Jesus, and she had her mom. And, uh, but she was a little bit confused. She was in a bit of a legalistic type church where they were putting a lot of pressure on, on to to do miraculous gifts or whatever. And she's like, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I mean, we kind of got past the daughter. We introduced Jesus to the daughter and she's like, I just can't, I can't function in this church because I'm trying. I love Jesus, you know? course she was referring to her husband murray as you know i don't know what we're gonna do about him because at that time he was he was not in jesus but i read to her galatians 5 22 the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and look she just busted out balling she said i've never read that and i mean this this woman knew the bible i said you've never read that so she gave her stamp of approval of what we were sharing with her daughter, and she eventually came. And then I think years later, old Murray eventually came around. He's a good dude. But uh, yeah, he was one of the original designers of the what they call the Mojo uh, mm-hmm. decoy, the spinners. Yeah, the he's spinner. a very intelligent man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a history buff. Well, when I got this plantation over here, he kept asking me about metal detecting. And I might have shared this story before. And I was like, well, what do you want to do that for? And he's like, well, there's, you know, there's whole coins in the ground. I mean, that place was built in 1800. I'd like to get out there. And I was like, huh. I said, well, all right. Well, come on. Well, when he came, he brought me a metal detector. Of course, I'd never even functioned, you know, with one. But so he kind of taught me, took me under his wing. And, you know, the first time I found a coin, I was hooked. So anyway, well, then he got diagnosed with cancer. He's, he's really been struggling with it. And uh, so in between some of his treatments and all, he'd call me and we'd go. I mean, even if I was busy doing something, I mean, because I'm like. <coughs> well, now it was kind of like a ministry with him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just needs a it, – because it's fun. It, you know, you got to have the right, I guess, makeup to be a metal detector because 99% of the stuff you dig up, there, there's a reason somebody – lost it or threw it on the ground you know spikes bottle caps yeah. you know whatever i wouldn't nails. be a good digger I, I don't i know but then every once in a while but you enjoy the process you know and this the machine well then when you find some stuff like the other day i found a plaque that said saint christopher i thought it was just a piece of metal but the more i got to cleaning on it it said saint christopher be my guide and it was uh had like a little boat and a little car and well it was from the 30s 1930s and it was a catholic 
piece, you know, that I found on the, in the ground. Well, I, I thought it's cool. Well, that's part of the process. Did then it you fall find, off of a uniform or somebody had it around their neck? Or yeah, I, we couldn't figure out exactly how they adorned this. <laughs> the only thing I could find that looked like it on the internet was they would use them as a visor, like a clip. But this doesn't have a clip, so maybe a belt buckle. I mean, it's big. It's a big rectangle. Rectangle. Maybe a, maybe a belt, belt buckle. buckle. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. But anyway, so. Well, since the quarantine's happened, you know, Murray, I mean, he's just itching to get out. Right. So now they've kind of, I, I kept calling him. I was like, why don't we go meditate? And he's like, well, my family don't want me to get out, you know, because he, he's, he's already struggling with right. cancer. He's a high profile risk. I was like, well, metal detecting is pretty well the ultimate in social distancing. <laughs> you you drive, I'll meet you there. I won't get within six feet of you because i wouldn't anyway that's right and he's like it's not no, like you're gonna hold hands yeah he's do. like you know i don't i don't know what they're thinking you know <laughs> he's like well, he said well there i said remember that we had uh permission to go to this old school in a place we used to duck hunt about an hour away from town and uh we had met the mayor at the town because that's the way he operates he goes in there and he was kind of trying to play the duck dynasty you know it's there's my friend, you know, he was on that show and we want to go hunt that school. And he said, yeah, well, what happened though? We sat, sat around and talked all day to this guy. And by the time, you know, the conversation was over, it was about an hour before dark. He said, well, we'll just go back another time within well, the quarantine hit. So now we fast forward a few months. I call him. How you doing? Well, you know, he's going through some treatments and all. I was like, we need to get out there. And he's like, oh, I know. He's like, well, let's go to that school. All right, so we drive up to the school. I meet him there a couple of days ago. So I'm looking at this school. They got a fence around it and barbed wire. And I mean, this thing's been closed for years, but still they're trying to keep people out of it. Well, there was a baseball field right next to it. I was like, well, that's, and it had no fence around it. Well, Murray, there was one little strip of grass because now they, somebody put a fuel center there, but it's like self serve. So there's 18 wheelers coming through there the whole time while we were looking but there's one little strip by the road well that's where murray started looking <clears throat> and so we start looking well i hear him holler out i thought he had like had a heart attack or something you know but he found a 1851 silver quarter wow. that was in magnificent condition so 1851 1851 oh we're you know that's doing the dance so I go back to my baseball field. Well, about five minutes later, he fires off again. Come over there, and it was like a different kind of silver quarter, but it was like 1890. So then I, he's like, I don't know why you keep walking over there. I said, no, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's like duck hunt, right? You're killing yeah. ducks here. Why are you over there? So I get over here with him. We get about five minutes in, and uh, I look up. Well, the police pull up, and I thought, well, it's no problem. We've got permission. You know, they're probably wondering what we're doing. So there's an African-American gentleman. He pulls up. He said, what are y'all doing? And uh, Murray, I looked at him because I thought Murray was going to take over the conversation. But Murray was like, well, we're just enjoying the day. And I thought, well, what kind of answer was that? <laughs> you know what I, mean? uh -oh. I said, well, we're metal detecting. I said, and I said, now, who did we get permission from? And, and. That's what he said. He said, well, what are all these tools you got here? Because, you, you know, when I kind of stepped back and looked at it, we're like right next to a fuel thing. We got all this equipment on. Murray looks 
about like you. And you got me, and he's thinking, what, what are y'all doing? Yeah. And he said, well, who think- gave you permission to to be here? And Murray, I mean, Murray, he's been going through cancer. He's like, you know, I don't, I can't remember. Ooh. And I thought, I said, mm. well, wasn't he the mayor? And he's like, well, yeah, we talked to the mayor. And he said, didn't we talk to the mayor? He oh. was, he was, and I was like, this is not going well. No, no, no. You know? And so then, this moment you need confidence. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, so then this guy, the tone changed now because yeah. he's interrogating, and he's this is this is seeming shady, and I'm like, well, no, it's not shady. And Murray's like, well, you know, this is one of them guys from Duck Dynasty, and he oh. went, yeah, kind of like that. And I thought, yeah, he said, I, I guess you're, you know, they just shot at your house because he, I guess he had read that, had heard about. That. Oh, I yeah. said, well, it's my brother's. And he's like, "Yeah, that that's your brother, huh?" And I thought, "Okay, this is this is going, this is terrible." And he's so he's like, "We well, don't you know he got into the coronavirus? You know, we're you know what are y'all doing out? You shouldn't be out." And Murray said, "Well, I'm. This is the greatest thing you can do for social distancing." He went into what I had just said, you know, and he said, "Y'all trying to break in that school?" It's like. No, these are metal detectors. And, and then it hit me. I thought, this is not working. <laughs> and uh, I said, look, because you just brought up the coronavirus. And I, I've, I've noticed when I'm backed into a corner, my go-to is I'm fixed to start sharing Jesus. I said, let me let me explain this to you. I said, he's got he's struggling with cancer. I said, we brought him to Jesus years ago. I said, see this shirt? I had that shirt that has the cross on it. I said, we're not worried about the coronavirus. I said, now we might get it and die. I said, this man here, they've already told him he didn't have long to live, and that was, you know, years ago. So I said, but one day we'll die. I said, we're not worried about it. I said, because it said on that shirt. I said, Jesus says, I am. So so they got the coronavirus or, you know, all this crime you're dealing with, you're seeing the worst of the worst. I said, but we're out here. And, and well, what happened was the more I got into this, Murray started providing commentary. He because when I brought up Jesus, he went here. Here we go, here we go. I knew he was going to get to Jesus, and so uh, I said, you know, I got three questions for you. And so I and and then Murray would he just he kept he said now we're human detecting, and he he kept looking. <laughs> well, I noticed he started getting nervous. You know, the cop because now we're basically interrogating. <laughs> I said, I mean, turn the tables. I said, I mean, do you have a better idea to get off the planet alive than Jesus's resurrection? And he was just kind of looking at me. And Murray said, "Don't tell me you've been on the the earth this long and have missed Jesus." He said, "I know these people around here preach Jesus." He said, "I tell you what, y'all have convinced me that y'all not breaking into houses, so y'all carry on." And he literally tore out. <laughs> well, and Murray said, "Well, that went well. <laughs> that was literally the worth, gospel as a defense mechanism. For whatever it's worth, and I want to, I want to make sure that people understand here. Uh, but so, night before last, I have a dream. So, what I'm fixing to explain to you is, oh boy. is a, is well, a this dream. Is, this is getting weird. It's a dream. I know it. <laughs> was it about me metal detecting? Uh, no. Is it about uh, an African American police officer? But it was sort of along the same line. Why? I don't know. In the midst of a pandemic, maybe that's the way things work. But I'm, 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 I'm going up the river in the boat, and I look up, and I see this boat get in behind me. 
But this is only a dream. It's, it's only a dream. Okay. So I see this boat, and, and he's coming hard on me. He's got more firepower than I've got as far as the, the outboard. So he, he, he runs back there and waves me down. I stop. Two gentlemen in the boat, they pull up beside me, and they said, what are you, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just riding up the river. <laughs> I said, got a track of land up here. Got duck blinds on it. I'm tying them up. But I'm just out in the great outdoors. Uh, I said, so basically I'm doing nothing. And he said, has uh, you got registration for this boat? I said, I do. I showed him that. He said, well, I'm going to have to write you up for being out here because the governor passed an edict that, oh. that you, you can't do this. I'm like... There's no one here but me and you two. I said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. You started quoting this in your dream? I said, uh, he got out his ticket book and he got his pencil and started to write down. I said, before you write that, I want you to understand something. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. This is in my dream. But, and but it's actually they've true. been endowed by their creator <laughs> from their creator of certain unalienable rights. That is to live, which I'm trying to do here today. I'm alive. I'm on planet Earth. I'm in my boat. I have a right to live and be here. My creator gave me that. So I have the right to live, be free. I I Liberty, I, I, liberty, free, and and I have a right, a God given right from my Creator to pursue happiness. This makes me happy to ride around out here on this river <laughs> by myself in my boat. And you, sir, are saying I've broken some kind of rule or law. I said, in these United States of America, I'm just going to tell you right now. This is going to cause you more pain than it is me if you write that ticket up and say I broke the law. I said it's going to call in the end. It's going. I said because I'm not accepting the ticket. I said he said yeah we'll see about that. He writes up the ticket, hands it to me, and said see you in court. I took the ticket. I crunched it into a small ball. Because <laughs> you can do that when you're in a dream. <laughs> I'm just telling you what happened okay, in the dream. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I crushed it up in a little ball, and I threw it out in the river. I said, I have a God-given right to live, be free, and pursue happiness, and I'm doing no more than that. I'm running in a legal outboard. I've got the paperwork. But you're saying I'm out of bounds because of some edict from the governor. So you, said, you woke up I angry. Said, I said, oh, I said, not in these United States of America. I've never. Well, the way the dream worked out is, I said, it's going to cost you more pain because I said, before it's over, we're all going to be on national news on why you stopped a man minding his own business, living a quiet life. You dropped the press on him. I said, when this thing blows up, it's going to cost you more trouble than it's worth. I said, you're messing with the Declaration of Independence, which the Bill of Rights came from. I said, I don't know how to tell you. I said, pandemics do not stop what Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence. Pandemics don't stop you have the right to live, be free, 
and pursue happiness. Pandemics will not – unless there's a pandemic, these things won't hold. This this is for y'all, you people, in the United States of America. But this if is, a pandemic comes, all of it is null and void. I said it doesn't say that. But I feel like we're yeah. worse. So I woke up, you know, <laughs> wanting to fight somebody, and, and, and the dream ended, you know. And so I just thought that worthy of note based on your – Experience. Real experience. I had a yeah. dream, but it covered the same material. Somebody was saying, what are you doing? And I'm like, what am I doing? Riding down the river in a boat? They said, well, wrong. You can't do that. I just yeah. don't think America ought to ever get to a point to where they say, well, I know you have a God-given right to live, be free, and pursue happiness. But in this case, I'm in the way of that. I'm going to get in the way of that because of an edict. Well, I agree. I'm that. saying that edict does not – it's 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 crumbling up and throw it away. You can't throw away the Constitution of the United States, the Bill of Rights. In reality or And the Declaration of Independence on one <laughs> fell swoop for riding down the river. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a quick break. So I read somewhere that the uh, during the pandemic, that you know, of course, we know about the toilet paper, but there's also been a big run on guns and oh, yeah. ammo. You know, people are obviously wanting to. I was just, I just had my first pistol training session. I, know. I knew that so, you did, and I heard yeah. your wife was a pretty good shot. You know what? To have never shot a pistol, but what we did the first half of the day, of course, we were with a former Navy SEAL, and is you basically practice without any bullets right and because that was the key and then you just slowly go through that so process. so obviously that's that what you just said the key is practice and so we got a great product that we're excited about it's called iTarget pro and basically they have an app on your phone and then you have a laser bullet that goes into your gun so it's similar, you know. Similar. Don't well, have like a live my, round. My wife's pistol had a laser on it, right. you know, and so he helped her with so that. So you got your target here, so you're able to, through your app, to basically do, be able to do the practice. The, it relays the information, and you know how you hit it. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Two hands out. Two hands. Well, I'm just, you know, yeah. illustrating. <laughs> and I'm a one hand, you know. Yeah. Man. It's it's redundancy. Muscle memory. It's, yeah. Process. Yeah. Reaction process. speed, sideline. Because then exactly. if something happens, guess what? You've done the process, muscle right. memory, bam. And the Navy SEAL said it's all about that, right? It's all about it's the process. So you get 10% off plus free shipping if you use the offer code FEEL and you go to iTargetPro, the letter I, targetpro.com. That's iTargetPro.com, offer code FEEL, 10% off, free shipping, learn how to be a better shot. So, Dad, and I think only Dad and maybe Mark Levin would be the only two people in America that would dream and with quoting Thomas Jefferson in yeah, the dream. That's pretty crazy. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But I, think, I never remember my dreams, so I'm out on that. Well, I just happened to, since you brought up the metal detector and the, the, the cop saying, What are you doing? I mean, I it's, just thought it's it pretty was, evidence. You yeah. have a metal You're looking for stuff. You have little coins and stuff. <laughs> So dad you you went you went the gospel dad went the uh declaration, declaration of well, independence but yeah. he was dreaming and it his was kind of conflictual I guess mine was too but I just thought I was thinking this is not going well cuz the guy who set it up can't remember yeah, how, he went how, all Joe Biden on you there when you needed cuz a couple comments he made he said cuz cuz he said well we talked to a police officer well this police officer he did that move that was in a Dirty Harry. You remember when Dirty Harry that he was he was chasing a suspect, 
and a, a eyewitness came up there and he said, did you see a guy running, you know? And he was like, yeah. And he said, was he a short fat fella? Cause he wasn't, you know, Clint Eastwood said yep. that he's like, no, this guy was over six feet tall. And he said, that's him. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's kind of what this guy did. This, uh, he told Murray, he was like, was he a short fella? And Murray's like, yeah, I think he was. And he's like, don't know, but all our guys are tall or something like that. And what thought, I'm trying to tell you is after my dream, <laughs> I found myself, uh, with an encyclopedia. Couldn't find it there because, Jay was not every encyclopedia I had. Now, is this was in that, reality or is, in is this reality? The, the next oh, morning, I'm in there. I'm 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 hunting down <laughs> Thomas Jefferson because I know what he wrote. I know what he yeah. said. I said, let me just check something here. I said, was well, that dude a Democrat or a Republican? <laughs> oh my! I said because we're arguing about these edicts. And so I, I started looking. I couldn't. Jay, it's not in the sacrament. I lost that. So the, I called Dan up. I said, Dan, get on that black box. And I want to know one thing. What what party affiliation was Thomas Jefferson? Was he a Democrat or Republican? Five minutes goes by. Dan calls me back. He said, Thomas Jefferson was a member of the Democratic Republican Party. Yeah. Well, there you I, said, I was fixing I, to say I the party evolved. I said Democratic. A Democratic <laughs> Republican wrote, "We hold these truths to be self-evident. Our rights come from God." I said, "Well, the Democratic part." Two hundred and something years later, that doesn't fit anymore. Well, but that's you're out. onto something. Because look, he also said that all men are created equal. So that's yeah. why he was representing both sides. Maybe there you go. Well, Democrat and Republican. Republican. Well. So I said, well, he he was a little bit Democrat, but he was a little bit Republican. I said. I don't know what happened to us, but somewhere between Thomas Jefferson and right now, I said, all I see is now the Democratic Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Marxism come out <clears throat> come out of the Democratic Party, and I'm said I'm not seeing it come out of the Republican Party. So I'm leaning Republican because of what the current status and all the rules and edicts seem to be coming from the. Democratic socialist governors who rule the United States of America, and I just well, don't like well, the way it's going. I can, I can tell you, what it's happened. giving me nightmares. Is what I'm trying well, to tell you. Yeah, I, I see that. I'm looking we, we at a, a nightmare. That much we got. We, we just a, shucked out. We eight, got that. We shucked out seven or eight trillion, <laughs> ten trillion dollars because we got a pandemic. I'm like, why don't we just spread out? But don't shut the country down, and on top of that, get rid of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Are y'all not? I'm just saying is the blowback from what we're doing. I'm just not liking the way this thing is looking. It doesn't look yeah. good. Well, I, I we think, agree. I we, think we, we were 22 can't. trillion in a hole. Now we're 30 trillion well, in a hole. I'm we, like, re- we reached a level politically where you can't disagree. I mean, everybody picks a side now. You know, I think at one time, even if you had disagreements on policies and where we're going to go everybody kind of gathered around the flag and the declaration well of think about it though that he's he's back you know we're talking early president they're all strict constitutionals we're a constitutional republic yeah so the idea of the constitution guided everything but as we've moved forward now almost 300 years as it you can is see pathetic. the constitution but that's be- what i'm saying I'm now just people object. Object. i'm a, people I'm a man with mixed emotions because y'all know this I mean, how many times I, I elaborate on the things that are self-evident, 
the Word of God, there's a creation, there's a God, nothing can't make a cosmos. I mean, give me a break. So I'm looking at it on what's evident. I don't need proof or an explanation for believing in God. I'm like, it's self-evident. I mean, Thomas Jefferson at least agreed with that. I'm just looking at it and yeah, seeing like the way we're phrase, going. Self-evident. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Romans one. Right. Where he so says, here's the deal, Al. Look, if you just look at it, you say all this stuff that's coming our way. I'm, I, I said, where do we end up when you've got all these little rules upon rule upon rule upon rule? I, I, I'm just saying they just overdid it for crying out loud. Well, <clears throat> and obviously in hindsight, at the first of it, everybody thought it was going to be worse than it has turned out to be and i mean anybody dying is not good but you're right i think everybody's looking at oh wait a minute oops surround the nursing homes take care of the aged do the best you can there and scatter out some but other than that don't shut the country down because of it would have been better i mean but again you have to go back just two months ago people were fearful of a different thing it was like you know by the way jace how many times do you hear me really expound today's the first time in years that i've actually expounded too much on political (laughs) politics i I, yeah i don't i'm into spiritual things not political things but i'm just staying making an observation i mean i just had a dream i don't know whether the almighty had a hand in it but it was pretty specific i mean it was i think maybe when you spend as much time as you have in one place for a long period of time, you kind of turn into. It could be a quarantine. Yeah, it's a quarantine I haven't been to any town, rent. no town, not the one 20 miles away or any other town in two and a half months. Yeah. I haven't been to a town. So I'm down here on the river riding up the river, and I have this dream about game wardens who are to enforce you're, game you're laws writing me up for riding up the river. I'm like, you're and I like that what? it went back to game wardens, which is an old that, that yeah. was that took we you need way a, back. We in. need a psychologist listener to break that down. <laughs> you're at the beginning stages of the the late in the Jeremiah Johnson movie when they didn't know what month it was. Look, I'm having trouble even fulfilling the verse that says, "Make it." Your your ambition, Paul, to the Thessalonians, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Mind your own business. I'm like, that's good advice. Work with your hands, just as we told you, so your daily life will win the respect of outsiders so that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Well, that's me. I looked at you, that you and I read that. Off. I said, you know what? I said, that is a good code to live by. I'm trying to do that. You say, but Phil, it was just a dream. The game wardens didn't stop you. They didn't write you a ticket. That All didn't right. happen. That's what I but kept I'm thinking. But I'm dreaming about it because I'm looking at America, Your maybe, and I'm man. thinking, well, these people, they put them under the gun. Some woman, they'll put you in jail for a woman cutting another woman's hair. I'm like, do what? <laughs> Whatever happened to the Declaration of Independence? You'd be watching too much of the news. That's what I think. Because I heard somebody else make reference to that. I hadn't seen that. Well, you get showed up and cootoo pooped up together, you know. Well, mine was all you hear is doom and gloom, and you finally just have a gut full of it. You say, "Why don't you just scatter out every man for himself?" Hang on, let's take another break. So, Dad, do you know how much your car insurance? Runs you every month? I have no idea. What I about think, your home insurance? No idea. I think Miss Kay handles that. I bet Someone she does. Someone else 
either up the line or down it, one or the other. <laughs> but somebody else handles that. So here, so we need to find who that somebody is because you might be paying too much money. Uh, most time, people just say, "I got to go get car insurance." They go to one place, they pay whatever they tell them it is. So you got to find a way to compare pricing. And there's a company uh, that's done that. You can go online, which would knock you out already. Um, and be able to compare prices. That's what they do. It's really interesting. It's really easy because I've done this myself. And by the way, this is the company's name is Gabby, G-A-B-I Insurance. And on average, they save people $825 a year, which wow. is pretty good savings. I remember a time when all we had was the liability, cheapest you could get. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't have any money. That's right. Exactly. Well, now we can do a little bit better comparison shopping. Yep. So, uh, look, if you go online there to Gabby, they'll never sell your info, no spam, no robocalls. Uh, they're secure against all that, which is really great. So if you want to go to Gabby, dot com slash unashamed, that's com slash unashamed. It'll take you about two minutes. You can find out if you can save yourself some money on car insurance or house insurance. Trust in God. There's a resurrection coming. I mean, you know, if the pandemic kills me, I'm a child well, of the resurrection. Well, I, that I was, like having a patriotic dream. My dreams are just stupid. I mean, they don't make any well, sense. They couldn't have ever happened. This my, was very realistic. My original story was, I think, when you don't know what to do, especially if you're innocent, it is good to share Jesus and, and turn it around on people. Because I, I could tell the conversation made him nervous. We were nervous. Then he was nervous. And so I thought, you know, who knows? He may, he may, he may, he say, may come to the Lord. <laughs> Did Most, you think he was going to make you leave? I thought we were, in my mind, I thought we're fixed to go to the police station. I, I thought this was escalating because Murray did a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. of it. He couldn't remember anything. It had been a few months ago. Well, I don't know. I that sounds little... like kind of like uh, the time the uh, I went to Columbia, Louisiana. I'm driving along there about 35, 40 miles an hour through Grayson there. Yep. Come out on 165, took no a ride. Idea. Dan was with me, and I, I take off down the road. I look at my rearview mirror, and here comes a law with just, I mean, the sirens going, <laughs> pulling me over. He pulls me over, you know. I said, Dan, did I do anything wrong? I turned to Dan. I said, what was I doing wrong? I wasn't going fast. And he said, I don't know what, you did something. So the law walks up. He said, good, good, good morning to you. I said, morning. I said, where'd I go wrong? He said, where'd you go wrong? He said, I got a ticket book in my hand here, son. And he said, I'm fixing to write you up for speeding, going too fast back there. I said, I didn't realize I was going over the speed limit, but whatever you think. He said, however, if you will follow me to the station and and have some pictures taken with us, I won't write you this ticket. I said, you, you lead, I'll follow you. <laughs> So the law turns and takes off, and I follow him. I'm driving along behind him. He said, because the deal was, I'm going to write you up for speeding unless you come take pictures with me and the people down at the is that, police station. Is that legal? We I pull don't up think at the he police, was really going to pull you up. up at the police station and the people, the secretaries and all. And I'm standing there taking pictures, you know. And y'all have a nice day. And I went on with my journey, you know. But that's the first time I ever had that kind of deal. You offered. were pulled over yeah. for being famous. That was the bottom line. I think he just saw. He said, "That's an old guy," and I think. So the show. This was back when the show was. He said, "I want to meet him or something." He just pulled well, yeah. out. But but it's since it's the law, he just had the ticket and he said, "I'll write you a ticket, or you can go to the station and take pictures and no ticket." I said, "I'm I'm behind you." <laughs> 
Have you ever had one of those? I've had similar instances not follow me to the station because I would have said no. I mean, give me the ticket because I'm, you know, me. But I, but I've had similar. I didn't, I didn't mind going thirty minutes for a picture taken than a hundred dollar bill. So I mean, I well, he wasn't going to give you a ticket. But most of the, yeah, I think he, he was, was kidding, just kidding about that. I think most of the but time, when a, really the law, a, when a man on the law with a pistol <laughs> on his belt said, "I'm going to give you a ticket unless you take so, pictures." So that was, he I'd was going like, pictures. "Okay, handcuff him, going in." It was a joke. It was. Just I just took the best deal I could find there. I think that's got some authority issues. No, I mean the times I've. I mean, look, I quit breaking the law, but I just went through a stage. If I was in a hurry, I'd speed, and well, I'd get pulled over, and a lot of times they wouldn't write me a ticket, and I'm like, I need to quit doing. I've this. never, well, I've never received a speeding ticket in my 74 years. I have, I haven't either. Well, but I, know I should why. have. I followed you to town one time. I realized why you don't. Well, I don't. Y'all know me. I drive slow, right? You know? But, but so does Dad. But I've been pulled over. Where I should have got a ticket, and uh, I mean, I had one guy pull me over. I was speeding. I, mean, I was I was actually late to an event, and uh, he come up there. First thing he said, African American guy. He's like, "Jace, what are you doing?" Because he recognized me. I said, "I'm late to an event. I, I'm sorry. Write me the ticket." I mean, I wasn't trying to yeah. fight it. He said, "How about I give you an escort?" I was Even like, "Better no." That <laughs> old Jace, <laughs> old Jace was with me. One pulled me over. Then he said, "Well, Phil, this thing." He put walked up. Now and you were speeding. We were late to the yeah, airport. He said, Phil, he said, "This this thing is." 35 through here. He said, you're going too fast, you know. Oh, Phil, fast you're, going. you're telling this story. He said, you're going about 50. I said, well, whatever you're going to do, do it quick. So I got to get to that. You got that right. Jace told me later, he said, what kind of line was that? <laughs> that was a you... biblical line. Well, he, yeah, it the other he day. came up. <laughs> whatever you're going to do, do I mean, it quickly. Was, we he were... didn't give me a ticket. I, J- 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 I said, well, Jace, it worked. He said, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. But whatever you do, do it quick. It wasn't even friendly. He came up there and he was like, Mr. Phil, you were going way too fast. And Phil, the no chit chat. He yeah. said, "Whatever you got to do, do it quickly." <laughs> we were late to an event. Got to hit to the airport. And he's like, well, "I'm not going to be that guy that gives you a ticket, but slow it down." You know, <laughs> he wasn't going to be the guy. Phil rolled the window up and took up. I mean, no, thank you, appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I had before we got famous. I had two different times I got pulled over, and <clears throat> both times I was speeding, but I didn't realize the speed limit had changed. You know, it's like I was. It, it went back 10 or so miles an hour. So both times I was speeding, but I didn't know it. And so I'm talking to the officer. And two different occasions in two different states, he asked me what I did for a living. Like, he, we're talking. He said, and I was like, was I speeding? Well, yeah. that's embarrassing. He said, went back to 55 miles an hour. <clears throat> and I said, oh, I didn't realize. And then he's both two different officers said, How did you I, I don't know that? why did they you would say have, I'm a preacher. No, well, I said, well, <laughs> I chuckled and I said, actually, I'm a preacher. I'm on my way. Both times I was on my way to did preach. He start them. quoting some scripture. I didn't quote scripture. I didn't no, go. Did you. he quit? Did he quote some? Scripture? He here's what one, they said. Two different things. One said the one in Texas said, "Oh, he said, well, you know, my uncle's a preacher as well." He said, "You know, you guys." And oh, then he starts talking about preaching. And he says, "All right, just keep it. You know, keep an eye out." Oh, he let y'all. He let me off. The other one. Here was his line. He said, "Well, you know what." I don't give I don't give tickets to men of the cloth or nurses because one day I'm going to need one. He said, "So have a nice day." That's pretty good logic. Uh, yeah. So I was like, well, "I want to <laughs> tell everybody." I mean, we're not Texas man. It. You got to love. No, we're not excusing. I, I heard I a voice tell me because uh, you know I misspoke. I said I never got a ticket. I got one, and that was on our way to vacation at four o'clock. In oh, the I morning. remember that one. Yeah, I had my whole you family there. <laughs> oh, I was mad. There's no one on the road, and it was one of those where it's like. 
you know, goes down 40 to, 30. to 25 yeah. or does it go to 30? It goes like to 30, yeah. And so he pulls me over. I was going 37 in a 30. I mean, of all the times I've really messed up, I'm like, four o'clock in the morning, nobody here, 37 in a 30? You're going to give me a ticket for that? But anyway, when I, when I pulled over, everybody woke up. Missy, me, I have the boys, you know, and Mia said, Maybe he's a Duck Dynasty fan, you know. And this guy, when he, when he you know, he come up there, he's and as soon hand. as I spoke, his hand went to his gun. I said, "Nope, not a <laughs> Duck Dynasty fan." <laughs> he's, I mean, there was no chit chat. You remember that? You're speeding. Here's your ticket. You know, thirty-seven and a thirty. So I'll take a break, and then I, I got, I got one. I just remembered. So that uh, you remember when we went and played golf that time at Black Bear over in Delhi, and when I was we were coming back. Oh at, yeah, you got us, a ticket. You and Willie were both in the car, so so the it was a four lane road that you're going about fifty five miles an hour, but all of a sudden a school comes up. Yeah. So you go down to twenty five in the school zone, but I mean like that. And you remember? Got, that's the same day I thought I got bit by a brown recluse. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. the spider. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we're so we so we pull up there. So I she. This uh, African American lady pulls me over, you know, and they were like, "Well," and so I did, at first I didn't know, and they, oh no, it was a school zone, you know, and it was like three o'clock, so kids are out, and I was speeding, no doubt about it. And so I look back, they said, well, "Maybe she just let down." I looked in the rearview mirror, and I said, "I don't know, maybe we can hope." So Jace was sitting next to me, I think, Will or Willie. One Remember, of them I was sweating because I was thinking I was dying. <laughs> he from thought a brown he got bit by a brown recluse. Some spider, a spider bit, him. bit me, and I I went like that, and it went out the window. And or so I thought it went under the seat because everybody was freaking out. Well, we couldn't out. find it or whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they were like, it bit you? I mean, it's a brown recluse. And all this is happening as I'm driving through yeah. the school zone. So this this turned into so like. So then, like, it's like, you know, I was like. So the, what the law do, they, write you up or let you go? She never oh, even, she didn't she even bat an eye. Mind. I mean, she looked in there and saw everybody, you know, and we're looking like, hey, duck dynasty, you know. She just went back to her car. You go. Like, well, I think that's you know. Oh, I did it. I mean, I bottom line, you're speeding. I was speeding, but it was your fault. Stop for making the big hoopla in the back seat. We were okay. That's dreams. That's uh, hunting stuff for deals. (laughs) We're getting into something more meaty here. We're out of time anyway. (laughs) Yeah, out of time. Look, we're we're back there uh, (laughs) googling sign. (laughs) It was like the movie Bandits. You know, when that guy had the condition where every time he thought he would hear something. You know, all of a sudden, they were like, well, your left hand gets numb. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of numb. Right. <laughs> Do you smell burning feathers? Well, let me hear with this. All I say is I wrote it down this morning when I, after my dream. I, I, somewhere in all of that, a delusion, the word delusion come up. God gives them a delusion so they'll believe the lie. And I looked at America, and I said, they're lying to themselves and to us. But they believe it. They believe the lie. Now, what are you talking about? It's 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 the nature of the pandemics and the all the little edicts and but the little pe- bitty laws. People and are rule. panicking. Well, because- what I'm saying is a delusion, and I think America's heading there quickly is a false belief or opinion, a false persistent belief maintained in spite of evidence to the contrary. That's what a delusion is. You're like, 
so I think America is suffering under this pandemic with more than the the virus. I think this I, I gigantic dilute. There's so many lies it, considered. Around. I wouldn't make a blanket statement as well, in Amer- some uh, people are, but some something's people, going on out there because I've never seen America acting like this. I'm try, ever. I'm, I've been on I'm, the earth seventy four years. Well, Jason, you're a young buck. You're not out though. I'm out. I, I don't see a lot of. It doesn't seem that different to me. There are people hustling and bustling about and. But you haven't been to town. I mean, would you agree? Well, he what he's talking about is what's happening in some other states. I mean, you got a big divide line now that's it's very political about we're free. We shouldn't be told we you got to do this, you got to do that, you can't yeah, go out in your but butt. But I see people working. I mean, I see, we haven't I seen see it more much in people. Louisiana. But he's talking about. I've Michigan. seen more erosion of our freedom in the last two months than I've seen since I've been on planet Earth. It just. Something Phil, you have the ticket from the you, you, personnel that gave me the ticket in the dream. I'm like that was just a little bit of what's going on. I'm like, Phil, you, you know. hadn't moved from this location into a house. I'm telling you, life is. But going I'm still on. paying some attention to what's going on in the country. But if you yes. drive up through town, I'm like, if you look at the news and then you drive to town, it's two different things. Well, there, there's people are not hollering, you know, they are in some states. They're not here. I mean, Louisiana. Well, have you been there? Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't trust I don't watch what, it. I don't trust what I see on the news. It, y'all y'all watch it and say, oh, that's happening. I'm just no, looking I don't, around. I don't trust the analysis I see on yeah. the news. But when I'm watching pictures of thousands of people, you know, going on the state capitol and saying live free or die with the with their stakes and let me go back to work i mean i'm watching that happen there's yeah, no i mean i saw about that. a little bit of that in I other mean, states you know, it's been pretty rough and look there's how many people are in america 350 million 350 i mean i'm just saying there's a, been a few skirmishes but overall and i i noticed more people wearing masks like the grocery store they put the little uh petitions and you know you can't find toilet which paper. all that was smart yeah. To do that, in fact, we should have done that a lot, you know, earlier on. But overall, there's people working on the roads, and I mean, uh, you know, their drive-throughs and the restaurants are still functional. And I'm, I mean, overall, people are still functional. I'm just saying, if we had operated without shutting the whole thing down, if we'd have just worked around that and just continued on being way more careful than we were before the pandemic came. Well, my point, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we could have done well. We could have kept the economy, and we could have the, the coronavirus. I think would have done about what it has now. Granted, but, but eighty, 80 thousand—that's a lot of people. I'm saying I don't think they shut it down. I mean, they they did shut down certain things, but overall, there's a lot of functioning still going on. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but it it wrecked the economy, Jason. I mean, like we've oh. got more people unemployed now than we have since the Great Depression. I agree. I mean, oh. that's a, I, I mean, all, that that will take my a while. greatest fear is about a few months from now if this thing doesn't roar back pretty quickly. I'm like, well, I don't y'all know. are being too dooming, Glenn. They're going to well, hire them so. all back. There, it's well, most, if they most come states back. are releasing, you know, in some capacity right. now. Which I'm saying, not everyone was following all that anyway. I mean, I have a simple solution. I, I I'm just going to continue on fearing God, and and we we're still talking to the people here, saying you know everybody don't get all shook up about everything. But I'm just saying, I understand a lot of people being frustrated with what's currently going on. I'm frustrated with it, and I'm not even. I well, ain't left having, the house. I ain't left the house until it. You're months. having dreams about it, so I'm having dreams about it. <clears throat> Let's take one last break and we'll bring it on. 
Well, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's obviously a tough time to for some people, and then other people, like you said, it's not as been as big a deal. Really, we function pretty good because of what we're able to do. But I do feel bad for people that hadn't been able to have a paycheck and all that. It's been tough. You know? Yeah, it's been. Certain, but, but I really believe. I mean, never underestimate America. I mean. That's it's, a good point. It's resilient. It people will bounce back. We got through it, the Great Depression. We got through well, the World War Two. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I don't. If you kind of look at it a little longer term, I mean, people are Americans. They're tough. You know. Yeah. And uh, so I I see it as opportunities to share Jesus also because it does. People are reminded of their how perishable they are, and at any moment. I mean, they didn't really. It didn't take the coronavirus to tell us what we didn't already know that at any moment we could just fall over and die. And I think that's what kind of causes. It's more the idea of getting sick and dying that causes more panic than once once you kind of know you deal with it. You know, that's why I said I started this original story. I'm 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 going running around with a man who they keep telling him, "Well, he's got cancer. He's not looking good. It's got you know," and he and he's just. Yeah, he's still moving on. <laughs> I mean, we gathered after the cop left under their tree, and he said a prayer. And uh, he, he told me, he said, you know, this is the first day that I haven't had hot flashes because whatever he was going through with the cancer treatment, he said, this first day I hadn't had that since I can remember. I didn't know exactly what he meant by the hot flashes or whatever. But uh, he said, we shared Jesus to a police officer, and I, I found two silver quarters. He said, I'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> <laughs> that's a good day. Well, I, that's what I thought. I thought, you know, no matter what the world is going on around us, it still comes back <clears throat> to the hope we have in Jesus. I mean, I wasn't just saying that to the police officer. You know, despite everything changing, my favorite verse in the Bible is that Hebrews thirteen eight, and for years I didn't really understand it, but it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter what changes. No matter what happens, when you go back, even what we're doing in the book of John, reading who Jesus is, it's just something that does not change because he just is. Yep. And it's it's good. Yeah. It has the answers. It's it puts all the pieces of the puzzle together. I mean, it makes sense. It makes you kind of take a deep breath and say, Ah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Not John, the who wrote the the Gospel of John in first John, that which was from the beginning First John chapter 1, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked at, our hands have touched. You say, why would you go through that little speech? He said, listen, we were there. He was there. We, we could touch him. We, we, he, he pat us on the back. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Well, he's the one that wrote the Gospel of John and all those things that happened. He's looking back on it in First John and just writing about it. He said, listen, he was really something. In other words, we've seen with our eyes. We write this to make our joy, your joy complete, you know. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. Well, and you, I mean, how in the world take could, that could John and all those other ones dream Jesus up? You take that and combine it with John 1, 4. It said, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. Yep. Well, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So not whatever then, conflict you get in, whether it be the coronavirus or you know a bad police 
venture. <laughs> yep. Well, look, when you're not a, when you're really not afraid of dying because you know you're going to, unless the Lord comes back, it changes your perspective on panicking about stuff. It anyway. does. Well, I mean, somebody sent a question in, which was it. Seemed, at first, I thought, well, that's an odd question because it, but it said, well, some people are not following the coronavirus rules because they're like. Well, Jesus is Lord of my life. Right. I, I'm not. Shouldn't we that, take precaution? I remember yeah. that question. And, and I'm like, well, it's, you know, we practice social distancing and wear masks or whatever in the grocery store. Because you're store. trying to protect vulnerable yeah, people. Protect you know? another, has nothing to do with. My fear myself. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you, you, it's going to happen at, at some point anyway. Yeah. But. I think God. way more people dying of heart disease and cancer every day. Oh, it was a great edict when they said, "Hey, spread out some and and, and you know get get away from everybody." You, I'm you, like, oh. you've been that was another time as Jefferson. Oh. You were all about that. But oh, I think I what said, people, I'm, I'm already there. <laughs> I think what people in the church miss sometimes when 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 questions like that are thought of is God wants us to participate in the process here, or or why didn't He just? Mm-hmm. Show himself to everyone and say who's in, who's out. I mean, he could have done anything else. I mean, this process is what it's all about. So, and if we, as we've said over and over from studying the Book of John, he could have healed everybody in one moment. Nobody ever got sick again. Why wouldn't he? But but that you, wasn't his point. You I read mean, stuff it, like Romans five. It says suffering produces you know perseverance, mm-hmm. perseverance, character, character. Hope. There's a I'm a process man from way back because if you just try to focus on results you're, you're going to be disappointed you got to enjoy the process even if it's painful that's right and and that's what christianity is so well that's a uh, man what a discussion that was i don't know where we put that, that went the off the rails <laughs> <laughs> wow dreams <laughs> You know, I need to talk to a shrink and say, let me ask you something. Well, I've been... How come most of my dreams, someone's always, and a lot of them, some of them are very mean and they're always chasing me. Yeah. Why is that? You've had a lot of fights in your dreams. I'm sure Woo! someone can help you out with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw that out there for folks. I'll see you next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.